This is Trash Bath, and I am solo, and I'm plogging, aka podcast blogging, live from my brand new freaking tent. I got a single person Z-Pax um, something something, um, finally, after all the, um, the issues getting it. Finally got the single person like ten ounce tent and I pitched it for the first time and figured I might as well do a podcast from my brand new home on home on a stick I guess propped up by my trekking pole. Um, yeah, so in this episode, I just want to cover uh, first off what I did today on day nine of my Arizona trail hike. And then I want to get into van life. Um, yeah, this is just going to be a random episode about um, van life and in the day nine of my Arizona trail. I might get into some of the minimalism of van life and just start telling stories. Meanwhile, I'm probably going to be eating. Um, so without further ado, I'll get into my my little uh, podcast plug. Um, yeah, um, so, meeting the Smuckers, I packed out 10, um, Uncrustables, so that's pretty sweet. Combo traded me some strawberry ones for the grape ones that I got, and, uh, pretty thankful for the strawberry ones, because I like those better than grape. Um, damn, this is good. So on this resupply, the food I got, I got a, I got those like thin pretzels that everyone has in the stores. They're they're fire, but I tried them out in the cinnamon. They have like a cinnamon flavor one. It's honestly not that good, and for some reason they sell them in a different section at Walmart. Um, got a thing of Oreos. I got a whole crap load of payday. Um, bars um, got two different Lara bars the blueberry and the lemons um, I got a box of Mike Nikes I'm back on the sugar um, I've been trying to cut out sugar from my diet for the last like year and a half and every time I get it out of my system I get it back in um, what else do I got um I'm not really sure what else I got. Probably have a couple other things. Got like 14,000 calories of food for the next, well, for a four-day stretch. Um, I might actually turn it into like a three-day stretch and just get there. Um, coming out of Flagstaff, I didn't realize that the urban trail cut off like 15 miles of trail. Like they have a, they have, you can choose what you want to do, and it's technically both ways is the Arizona Trail. You can either go walk through Flagstaff or walk around Flagstaff. I just didn't feel like hitching, um, so I just walked through it. Like, I didn't want to have to deal with hitching into town or out of town there. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that now that I know that I missed, like, 15 miles of, well, really 30 miles of trail, but the the walk through town was about 15 or so. Um, and don't think I missed too much because I've been to Walnut Canyon before um, and the trail doesn't even go in it it just goes around it 
but still a little unsure if that was a good decision to, to walk through the town instead of around it. But, uh, yeah, got back on trail yesterday. I'm now at, I don't know what mile I'm at. I think I'm at, like, 265-ish. I'm honestly not sure. Um, but, what else do I got on that? Oh, yeah. So, woke up today, got on trail at sunrise after getting condensate as hell last night. Fell asleep under some dope stars, but then it got really cloudy. Couldn't see much, um, but it did make for a pretty good sunrise. And then just did a bunch of like classic Arizona trail so far, just like road walking. And uh, luckily, I downloaded a bunch of podcasts in Flagstaff, so I've just been just I literally listened to podcasts like all day. And it made my mood so much better. Like a couple days ago, I was coming into Flagstaff in just a really terrible mood. And, uh, I don't know. I try to, like, I like to listen to the na- to nature and stuff. But some days you're just not feeling it and you need something to get you through. And podcast is definitely, that, that, the podcast got me through today. There was, like... I honestly don't remember any views of significance other than like a couple meadows. Um, saw a really skinny horse that looked like it was about to die, and that was, was just kind of creepy and sad. I couldn't do. It was weird because I couldn't do anything except laugh about it because, like, the emotion. I don't know. It was just like weird. I couldn't do anything but laugh, even though I knew this was like, it was really sad. Um. I think it was just one of those things where like it's so sad that, that laughing is the only thing you can do. Like, I don't know. It's weird when those things happen. <laughs> when it's like so sad that that's the case. Um, yeah, I think it was super skinny. And then I met a lady named. Uh, wait, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get Sherub. I think she said it was Sharon and Bob combined. I'm guessing she would have been. Uh, like her parents didn't know what she was gonna be when she was born, so she they just named her. A, both, which is pretty cool. I don't think I've ever met someone named Sherub. And she was really cool. She was telling me how she was like a missionary, and uh, she's like worked in a di- like forty different countries, and she's like talking about trying to do a long, a long trail on a with a horse. Um, she just did like, I think like thirty or ninety miles or something. She just finished that uh, as I met her like a couple miles back. And I was just asking her all about packing around with a horse, what that's like. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, what else? Yeah, she was pretty sick of the whole uh, mentality most people have about just buying and buying and buying and um, just trying to fit in with society instead of actually getting experiences and traveling and um, yeah, she was. She's got the travel bug, so that was pretty cool to meet someone else with, with uh, like a similar mindset on on the world. Um, pitched my tent for the first time, like I said. Um, eating a fat smuckers. Um, this is totally underrated, though. So good. Um. 
Oh, the other thing I had in my in my resupply was like this this four way mix I made of like pretzels, the hot Fritos, no, not Fritos. Yeah, Funyuns, the hot Funyuns. So yeah, it was the hot Funyuns, uh, spicy pork rinds, the like wavy um, sun chips, and then pretzels, and it was surprisingly really good until I started getting sick of it on the last resupply and I didn't finish it on the way to flag but I ate it today and it was worth it so good um, oh and then I have like a massive Hershey's chocolate bar I forgot about that I'm excited for that um, yeah I think that's all for my food I just got total junk food on this one and I so far have no regrets And I have, but I do have one thing of tuna so, one day when I want to be healthy, I'll eat that. Um, yeah, with that, I think that's all I really did today. I just walked through the woods and... Oh, I filtered some dope water. Got some good water. Um, I just carried like two liters all day. Didn't really need to drink much. But I did filter some camel from that. Um, from a little spring. One of the first, like... I think it was like the second spring of the trail that like had decent water and uh, I don't know I got in this mood today where I just started walking super fast not super fast but I just like got on a good pace and just was feeling good got that runner's high going and uh, just I don't know I didn't really stop much all day I just stopped for like that water break where I cameled up and and I stopped when I met Sherub and I was talking to her. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it just felt good to just hike. Felt really good. Um, I'm really hoping that the scenery improves. Like, I really wanted to quit the other day. Um, when I was going into Flagstaff, I had looked up flights and I was like, what, what can I do to just get out of here? Um, I don't think I'm going to quit though I think I think in every long hike you have a moment where you, you have to have that mental battle with yourself and um, then something just turns and you get out of that dull mood start a new day and things change and you realize that that mood is only temporary and uh, so I think I think uh from what I've heard, the trail gets better, and um, I think I'm just in it for the long haul at this point, because after tomorrow, I'll be like 300 miles into it, which is getting close to halfway. Like, I, mean, I really don't have anything better to do other than play some music, um, but I have all winter to do that, because I'm moving to Alaska after this, and uh, it's going to be dark and wet and cold. And uh, so I'm going to have to use a lot of music time this winter. And, um, this fucking podcast is all over the place. I'm totally sorry if you're trying to pay attention. Um, but I'm just going to keep rambling. Uh, but I do want to talk about van life. And uh, yeah, I lived in two vans. First van I got was my brother's old Chevy Astro van. 
had the name Matt Foley, um, but I decided to rename it to Gandalf because he was taking me on an adventure. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty dope. It was like uh, the setup was was a, a twin size bed on the behind the driver's seat that went towards the back door, and then it had storage space underneath the whole the long way. And then I had like a shelving unit on the passenger side behind this, like from the slide where the sliding door ended until the very back of the van. And then so like where you got in at the sliding door was an open area and kind of a common space. And that van opened up a can of worms for me. Um, when I moved in, before I moved into it, I was addicted to social media. I was constantly on it, um, and I was my life was just social media and Netflix, and I wasn't even playing guitar. Um, I was literally just spending all my time on my phone and the internet and watching TV. And then I got in this van in the summer of 2017, and I was living in the Washington desert, working a construction job where I'd work like 50 hours a week or so some weeks like 60 some weeks only like 40 and uh, on the weekends I would just drive anywhere within a, like a 6 hour radius actually going up to like Banff two times that summer um, the whole Banff area and uh, just living in that taught me how little you really need and uh I was literally, I spent all my rent money on gas, and I was still saving money. Um, the reason I wanted to live in it is because at that point I knew I was going to join, I was going to do the PCT, and uh, I needed to save money some way because I was going to college, so I had that student debt to worry about. But I figured if I, I just didn't pay, uh, pay rent for a summer, that would that would save up for the through hikes. I think it rent was I was looking at paying like seven or eight hundred bucks a month for like three months, and so that was a start to it. And then on top of it, um, I, I continued to live in it once I for the whole my whole like last year of school, and so that's how I paid for the PCT, just from not paying rent. And uh, the minimalism of that that whole just life taught me was like that you really don't need much to be happy um, I found myself being happier with just a van and and no plans and always winging it than when I had a house and was always like looking at the wet like I would be looking at the weather worried if it was going to rain half time canceling my plans um, there's a road right by me it's kind of distracting me but sorry um yeah i just found myself just totally winging it and, and living life and i felt like i was finally living in the moment and i hadn't been doing that uh, previously and uh kind of just made me like I, I got in this mentality where i was like this is what what life for me is is, is about is just constantly just doing something that i haven't done before and and always being uncomfortable and and putting myself in these situations of um, meeting new people a lot of times just from living in a van like meeting other van lifers or meeting people at trailheads and they'd see the van and they'd 
they want to see like my setup and, and uh, they start talking to me about what their van looked like or their car camping setup and uh, it was just really cool um, I, would, I would always have to I peed in I had Gatorade bottles I peed in I didn't have an actual true bathroom there I had a cat litter box for my um, emergency pooper <laughs> and I had to use it once on a road trip with my brother in Canada um, I woke up in the morning and we I, I thought we were near a restroom but apparently I couldn't see it because I was just, just frantically having to poop and uh, I just ran around I, I was like running around the van like trying to find it and like he ended up jumping out and grabbing it out and tossing it out for me and then he op so we opened the passenger's door set it down on the ground right next um, to the passenger seat um, and then I sat down on it and he he kind of blocked my, like the view of me from the wedge that it created so like he totally just turns back to me and and I just used this this uh, this little cat litter box as a toilet in the middle of his parking lot and I was I was definitely not visible but then midway through it he just goes dude you're never gonna believe this but there is a bus full of tourists coming straight for us and this bus I'm like at this point I'm finishing up but a bus full of tourists gets out it's, it parks on the driver's side of the van and they're all getting out and walking towards like uh, the visitor center of where we were near and uh, <laughs> I'm just like frantically trying to finish up and like he's sitting there laughing at me trying to like still like provide like some sort of cover and I don't think anyone walked on that side of the van but I just remember like peeking up and I could see him walking on uh, the driver's side and then uh, that was a good choice so that was a shout out to my dad because he was the one who just, who made the um, the comment of like actually I think he threw it in there when I first got it he's like yeah you might want this one day for an emergency and uh, yeah so that's the if you have a van definitely have at least an emergency pooper because you will probably need it at some point but yeah usually I just go to I'd like camp close enough to a bathroom that I could use one if I needed to and then I'd pee in Gatorade bottles and then I would do my laundry at like a laundry mat and then I always had a gym membership um, when I was in school I just I just used the school gyms and then uh, so I could shower and whatnot. And uh, yeah, climbing gym, that was the greatest thing. I had a climbing gym when, when I was in Washington. And I'd go climbing and then I'd uh, be done and go go to bed. They usually didn't care if I parked in the parking lot. And so, so I'd stay there a lot of nights. A lot of nights just on random side streets. Um, and then I, I moved back to, to, I was living in South Dakota then for school and uh, parked it right across the street from my college, which was really cool because I could get to class within like two minutes of waking up. Um, and during the winter, I took a trip down south and I was, I was in Texas and I was doing some off-roading um, in West Texas. And I put a hole, hole in my oil pan without realizing it and all the oil leaked out and uh, van was toast I I got I had to call a um, I had to call a 
for a, a tow and it came from two hours away it was the nearest place it took me to the the um, repair shop down there um, I was stuck in this town of 60 people and it was the I was stuck there for a week it was the biggest town within an hour uh, there was no junkyards within four hours but I got I thought I had my van fixed they got the part and then they fixed it or they, they put it back together and turned it on and realized the engine was totally shot and so my van was toast and uh, I couldn't do anything with it there's no junkyard within four hours so I couldn't tow it anywhere it wasn't it was clearly at that point it was worth nothing to me like I had to just get rid of it and so I just gave it away to the shop and it was it was one of the more depressing things I've ever done I remember crying when I realized I had to give away my home uh, like that was that was one of the saddest days in my memory for, for the last like five years just signing over the title for for the van and giving it to this auto shop because I literally couldn't tow it to a junkyard because it was four hours away it was horrible but I had some good I had some good burritos in that town um, yeah really good burritos um, and then so I ended up back in North Dakota and I bought a new van it was a E250 um, which was a little bigger and I had the setup uh, there's someone screaming I can't tell if it's an elk bugling or if it's like a person but it sounds like kind of both it's creepy um, anyways uh, where was I yes I got this so I got this van for 750 bucks this is just a POS supposedly had like I think it had like 90,000 miles on the odometer when I got it bright yellow E250 um, with nothing in the back and I my one of my best friends uh, he helped me put walls in it and like we insulated the sides put like a plywood wall set up on the whole thing and then he gave me he was remodeling his house so he gave me a bunch of like fake laminate flooring or something and uh, so it looked like I had wood floors in it with like these plywood walls and then I put a bed across the back that was raised so I could store stuff underneath it and there I was a queen or a full-size bed that I could sleep side to side across my van on I'm, I'm about six foot um, really cool I could also hang a hammock in there diagonally which was really cool uh, for hotter nights um, and then I made my bed so I could fold it up into a couch and then I built a closet on the driver's side in front of my be bed and then I also had a, like a um, little table thing I built on that side as well and so that was my driver's side and then the rest of it was basically open other than like near the sliding door I had like a little like storage compartment built where I could like toss like my underwear and socks and then it was like a two-part storage so that was like the back side of it and then the front side of it I had like a shoe rack um, and that was the, the whole setup in the van and then 
like I painted it up um, throughout my life in it. I just like randomly start painting it um, whenever like I had free time. I'd just be laying in there at night and start painting stuff. Um, really fun. I like a sun uh, sunset sky with like SpongeBob clouds on the ceiling, and then above my bed, um, I had I had uh, Northern Lights with like trees surrounding the walls of like so it looked like I was looking up in a forest with Northern Lights, um, and then like one of my walls had all these volcanoes exploding. Another one had like a heartbeat, um, and then another one had like this hypnosis bubble with like a beaked character inside of it it was really cool um, that van I didn't do any serious traveling in it because it only got 12 miles a gallon and uh, it's just expensive to drive around it was more of just like a temporary fix for the semester so I could live in a, a van um, not have to pay rent and uh, so yeah I lived in that for the second semester of that year and then I hit the piece I hit the PCT um, in May and then I hiked the PCT I downgraded my home size to a backpack from a van and then after the PCT I moved back into the van for another month in a couple days in Washington State while I found a um, place to live in um, at that point I realized my gas was only was so much that having a house if I could find like people to share a rent, like a rent with it was only like extra hundred dollars so at that point it was worth it for a rainy winter um, and then the van crapped out on me too so I actually had a really tough time selling it but I finally sold it for 400 bucks and then someone painted an acoustic guitar that I had. I found this guitar at a thrift store for $3.52. And uh, $3.52 for this guitar. And I had these people paint it up. Uh, and they painted it with a beaked creature and a hypnosis bubble, just like it was on my van. And uh, yeah, those people were really cool. I was really happy with um, they seem to they seem to have been in a situation where they really needed a, a place to like stay and get it back up. Um, seemed like they might have been like couch surfing or something right before. Um, cause I remember when they got it, it didn't seem to really be able to drive it that well, and uh, I wasn't sure if they just hadn't driven regularly or or what. But I didn't ask questions. I just let them have it. Um, they were they were really cool. I hope that it's still treating well. The last time I saw him, it was, it was doing it was doing well for him, and they were happy with it. Um, yeah, and so that was that was when I got out of van life. I sold it, I think, in like January this year, maybe December of 2018 or January 2019. I can't quite remember. Um, and I miss it every day. I, I dream about having a van again. Um, the only thing I I really miss about the only thing I missed in van life was that I couldn't have a place to play music regularly. Um, it's the only aspect of regular life I missed 
I would be able to figure out how to combine those two, like to still play music and live in a van, I would definitely do it. Um, it was a really cool period of my life. Um, oh, I think it might be a horse. I don't know. I can't tell what that sound is. But, yeah, living in a tent is really similar. Or living in a backpack, or living out of a backpack, however you say it. I think that's why I like hiking, is like, everything you have that's important to you at that moment in your life is on your back. It's in your pack. You really don't need much, and you can be very happy. Um, so, probably my happiest memories of life have been when I've had the least... Like when I've lived in a van and lived out of my backpack. Um, I think through hiking is just through hiking and van life has just taught me a lot of minimalist stuff. I uh, started listening to. I was gonna cover some different podcasts, but fuck it, I'll cover it now. Um, I started listening to minim- minimalist podcast um, last winter, so 2018, 20 no. 2017, two winters ago, 2017 and 2018, and uh, started listening to Minimalist Podcasts, and they're these two guys that used to have a lot of debt, and they weren't getting what they wanted out of life, so they got rid of everything they had, started living minimally, and uh, their podcast is like, it's kind of like a religious thing, <laughs> like, not in the sense of like God or not, but like religious in the sense of like, how to be minimalist because it kind of is a religion. Um, and they just, like, tell you what they get out of it and what, like, what how it benefits them, um, what they don't like about having a bunch of stuff and spending all the money. And, uh, yeah, I would recommend their podcast. Um, I was listening to them when I was living in my van. Um, and it just really, it really clicked with me a lot because, um, I mean, everything they were telling me about was stuff I had, was just beginning to start do, like, I was just beginning to do. Um, and I learned a lot of tips from them. Um, and I really, I really did find a lot more enjoyment with less things. I've been trying to downsize all my stuff so it can fit in one car. And it barely can fit in my Prius right now. Um, so I think I'm going to have to sell a little bit more and just give away things. Um, I have found it feels pretty good to just get rid of stuff. It sucks right away, and then once it's gone, I'd say 95% of the time I don't miss it at all. Or if I do, it's like a nostalgia thing where I miss it just for the memory of what it was like to have it. Um, say overall it feels pretty good to not have stuff um, yeah what else what else about minimalism um, oh Jesus got a couple more things on this sub- subject I do want to cover Stay with me So overall, 
Van life just van life taught me, I guess what to me is important in life, which is experiences and not things. Um, money can only buy you freedom, which that to me, like your, your freedom is happiness, not, not material objects. Um, I mean, I was able to travel during van life and around the time I was getting in, I, I was able to travel through car camping and van camping every state and province um, from North Dakota, South and West. Um, so I guess I like Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba, Alberta, British Columbia, um, Yukon, um, Alaska, and then literally like North Dakota, South all the way to Texas and West, everything except Hawaii. Um, just from adopting van minimalism and, and those were all van life trips. Um, the Yukon and Alaska one was a van life trip my mom was on that I joined her with for part of. Um, I really just ended up starting to live in the van originally because I was just being cheap. But it, it proved to be one of the greatest things I ever did. Um, one of the best accidental decisions I've ever made. Um, I would like cook a lot of my food with uh, like a Coleman grill. Um, I would just open up my, I had in the first van I had a little platform on, that I could open my back doors and set it on this platform and cook right out of the back of it. And then in Penny, my second van, I could I could open up the side door and cook and it would vent. Um, if I if I just had the side door cracked, I could um, cook right out there. Um, and I, yeah, shout out to my brother Rob, and then uh, another dude named Nate that I met when I was in Washington, because they both taught me probably everything I ever needed to know about living in a van. Um, they, yeah. I can't really say anything more on that. It's just very helpful. Um, yeah, I think I've pretty much covered everything I can on that subject for now. Um, it's getting kind of dark, kind of tired. I'm going to eat some more Oreos. Uh, I'm kind of on like a fat camp. That's kind of what trails like. It's just like fat camp walking. Oh, I've been reading uh, or I've been doing uh, daily Spanish lessons, so I've been practicing Spanish. Um, kind of starting to get to, get to the point where I can listen and understand a lot of things. Um, I still can't really speak it very well, but I'm hoping by the time I hit the Mexican border, I'll be able to like actually like be decently fluent. I'm, I'm like working on past tense right now and it's still really confusing to me um, but like the present stent, present tense stuff makes a lot of sense um, yeah it's pretty fun um, I'm going to try to think of something to say in Spanish um, me gusta viajar um, a, a pie me gusta viajar a pie porque 
Um, ¿Por qué me gusta nature? <laughs> Give you some Spanglish. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with my decision to keep my footpath so far. Um, it's going to pay off when I get to Mexico and I, I think back to the tough days where where I didn't want to be walking in. I just wanted to skip the trail and it's going to feel good knowing, knowing I'll get there all by foot. Like, yeah. Originally I was hoping to, to do this trail completely by foot, like, uh, in the sense of every time I had to go to town, I would walk, um, which is doable on this trail, surprisingly. But I kind of said, screw that on like, the first day I end up hitching over to this town once I hit a highway uh, like a highway crossing combo and I hitched over to I think it's called Jacob Lake and we got burgers and uh, it was worth it was worth hitching I would say you know, still, I still have my footpath but yeah maybe maybe one day I'll do a trail where I don't even hitch once like to, to a town I'll just walk I'll walk completely the whole way um, grabbing food as I go like I'll walk in and out of every town like even though it'll be off the trail yeah yeah that'd be kind of cool um, I don't I still don't think my next big adventure will be a hike I think it's going to be it'll be something else that I haven't figured out yet whether it be Maybe a boating trip, some sort like a canoe or kayak, or maybe a hitchhiking trip, or a biking trip, or a van life trip. Um, I'm still, I'm excited to uh, contact Hank after after trail and stay in touch with him because I really do want to join his sailing adventures at some point. That'd be really fun. Yeah, I think I, I think I covered everything I did today. Let me just think for about five seconds. Yep. Oh, one thing I did want to cover is uh, met a guy. I think his name was Scott. Last night, as we were coming into our campsite. And, uh, well, we were trying to find a campsite and then he told us about this ridge that had like a cool sunset view and we made it out to this like ridge that overlooked a highway and a lake and, um, some kind of mountains right at sunset. So that was cool. And just like talked to him about, I think he was from, he was originally from like Phoenix and then he's been living up in Flagstaff. So that was cool to just like hear hear from a local-ish person like what what it's like what they think of the state and yeah. I've been really enjoying that part of this trail so far is like it seems like almost every day because there's not that many people on the trail like every day it seems like we're meeting at least one person and having one really good conversation um, like the first day Actually, the first day we didn't. The hitch is in. The hitch is into the trail, though. We had a really great conversation. I forget the guy's name. Maybe it was like Paul. 
you guys might remember if you've listened to the first podcast. That was a good conversation on that like 60 mile hitch we had with him to get to trail. And then day two when we met Charmian, she was really cool. Um, I really like that her donkey pop poppins or poppy. I keeps thinking poppins, but I'm pretty sure it was poppy. Really like that. Um, and then day three we met her park ranger. I think her name was Cassie. She was really cool, and she gave us a ride to the Grand Canyon Lodge to, um, oh, sorry, she gave us a ride to the Grand Canyon Lodge, and and we got um, like pizza and the elks elk uh, soup or elk chili, and ate it ate it while we were overlooking the canyon. And we had a really good conversation with her. She had like done like a 150 mile ultra, and. Uh, she was talking about hiking the AZT next year and uh yeah that was that was really cool and then day four I met some some trail workers one of which she had I had hiked the AT and uh yeah I had a really cool conversation with them um I met I also met some people during that monsoon that I was hiding under a rock I ended up hiding under a rock with um a lady from I think she's from West Virginia currently currently living in West Virginia but had lived in Colorado had a good conversation with her as well um, and then oh that's definitely elk okay it's elk they're really annoying um, day five the good conversation was eh might not have had a really great conversation day five. Might have just been. I think it was just Combo and I talking. I don't think we met anyone that day. Day six, we met. I think was the day that we met uh, Tom, and he was a really cool guy. He he had uh, written like seven nonfiction books, and was like telling me all about how you can go about getting a nonfiction book to print and like doing it yourself versus doing it with the help of others to publish it and um telling us about how he did this hike from like kansas all the way over to the santa fe i think it's called the santa fe trail and uh he's also a professor but he didn't tell any of his students about this hike because he didn't want to speak to a captive audience um yeah, we had a really good conversation. Ten miles, we got to hike with him. Um, helped him, like, kind of told him what I would get rid of in his pack um, a little bit. If, like, he asked me for for some like advice, and he was asking Combos for some advice on gear to get rid of, and so I kind of told him what I would probably keep and get rid of. And, um, and so that was pretty cool, being able to give someone some some tips. Um, and then day seven was when I think it was the day we rolled into Flagstaff, and we got to meet some south, some northbounders that were doing. There were two brothers doing a, a section, and uh, they were finishing the AZT. And uh, we had those, we had a good conversation with those guys, and then um, we got to town and we met Combo's friend Ruben. And uh, Ruben had hiked, he section hiked, well, he, yeah, I guess he section hiked part of the uh, PCT this year. He was planning on doing the whole thing, 
but got stress fractures and had to get off. Um, but yeah, he did some trail magic for us. Like he drove us around to get food and um, resupply when we were in Flagstaff. And I got to hear some of his stories of being um, being the long distance hiker. And um, yeah, that guy it was really cool. Nothing but good things to say about him. He had he he had a really good. Uh, I think what's the word? Really good. Like you could see a spark in his eyes when he would talk about hiking. He had a really good um, passion, I guess, for hiking. And uh, yeah, and then day oh, and at the hostel, the lady working the front desk uh, desk gave us a dope suggestion on food. It was like called Mart Ann's in Flagstaff. Really good burritos. I got like a carne asada. I just destroyed. Um, and then day eight in Flagstaff, I met a guy named I want to say Bob, but that's not right. I think his name was uh, Bob or Ryan. Brian. Nah. Maybe it was Brian. I hope I said it in the podcast yesterday, but that guy was really cool. I, I had to walk. So, like, on the Flagstaff Urban Trail, I was, I was walking to meet with Combo, but I had to go past the trail east, like a mile, mile and a half or so, to the post office to grab my tent. And as I'm leaving, I hear, Hey, hiker! I turned around, and I saw this guy in a big RV, um, like an old RV. And, um, turns out he is, like, pretty into hiking. He retired at age 41 and has been hiking ever since. He does like a routine where he goes up into the Rockies and then down like the, through the west back to Arizona. He winters down here. And he uh, lived on a boat for 13 years. And so he was telling me all these stories. And he's telling me just like, do not let this go. Um, you, you only have your youth once. Like, do as much as you can now. Which, if I had a dollar for every time someone has told me that, I would probably have enough dollars to not work another day in my life. Um, but it's good affirmation that I'm out here doing what I should be doing. Um, everyone I meet it's just that's older is always just saying, like, do it while you can. Um, and so I'm really happy that I'm making the decision to be back on a trail. Um, but, yeah, that guy is, like, 70. He's still hiking. He just got a hernia and <laughs> has to get it fixed. Um but once he gets it fixed, he's going to be back hiking a bunch again. So he gave me a ride like one mile back to where my footpath was. And then I finished walking over to like Taco Bell and got like 1,500 calories worth of food. And then then Ruben showed up in combo and I hiked out um, back like out of town with him and did that podcast that should be from yesterday. Um noises yeah we did a podcast with him yesterday in a cave and then kept walking and uh, last night we ended up camping like in a field of rocks and I was just like trying to find the right spot in between the dirt and the rocks all night it was kind of cool though um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Today I had that great conversation with Cherub. Um, we just we just talked all about hiking and horse packing and she told me about all of her travels to 40 different countries and told me once again like I keep hearing to just travel while you can and uh, we talked about everything from like Bitcoin to travel is crazy she hadn't heard about she didn't really know much about cryptocurrency so I told her what I knew about it and um, yeah it's just interesting the walks of life you meet on a adventure like this everyone's different and uh, yeah it really makes you respect people's beliefs and, and gives you a lot of understanding of how people are the way they are yeah probably some of the best real world life lessons I've ever been able to imagine learning and have learned and there's more to earn more to learn more to earn yeah for the trail diaries podcast this has been trash bath um, i do not have anything else to say other than for the trail diaries podcast this has been day number nine i think I'm starting to lose count of the days my feet and my body feel pretty amazing considering I don't have trail legs. Um, my mind is getting better. Um, feels damn good not sitting in a cubicle. I can tell you that much. Enjoy your job, whatever you're doing to pass the time right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, quit that shit. <laughs> quit, quit your job and go do something. It's worth it. Take a vacation, do something, do whatever you can to stick it to the man or the woman or the them or whatever. Um, stick it to the person or the thing. Yeah. Good night, world. <laughs>